I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweeps. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today, the title is Siege at Waco, the death of David Koresh. Uh, of course, David Koresh was a religious leader of a group known as the Branch Davidians, and his group led a 51-day standoff with the FBI and the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms that ended in uh, the Branch Davidian compound uh, being set ablaze. Uh, that happened back in 1993, ended up killing 76 people. So we're going to talk about David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, but before we do, I would like to especially thank Jason Dykes, our listener Jason Dykes uh, from Texas, who uh, researched and wrote the script. So thank you very much, Jason, and we certainly appreciate it, and we hope that um, we can bring this and do this story justice. Uh, Before we start the podcast, I would like to remind everyone that we are a uh, history slash true crime comedy podcast. We use adult language, so if adult language offends you, then you may want to check out a different podcast, and we would recommend Insight if you like true crime or uh, They Walk Among Us. Season two of, of They Walk Among Us is out now. It's excellent. So. It was a fantastic episode, Timmy. Yes, very good. So check either out uh, either of those out, and you'll be very happy. But if you're okay with swearing and curse words and foul humor, then maybe you swearing. should reevaluate your life. Swearing and curse words. Yeah. yeah, swearing and cursing. Maybe if you're happy with all, of, if you're with all those things, maybe it's time to reevaluate your life. <laughs> Please stick around and uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, let me before we get jumped into this story. Uh, I want to introduce our panel. I would like to first introduce the very lovely and talented, a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. Uh, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you today? I am well. Anything new with you today? You know, no, just kind of plugging along, trying to make it through to the weekend. This is Friday, so we're almost there. It is. I was very happy to hear that you no longer believe you have a brain tumor, so I was excited about that. No, I was going between brain tumor and I think I've I think I've diagnosed myself with sinus infection. Right. So very excited about that. It was either or. Well, it's touch and go. Good time Timmy got replaced with sick Timmy <laughs> yeah. this morning. So, yeah. So, so but, but no. anyway, I started taking my bootleg antibiotics. So all is well in the world. Well, I'm so glad. Yes. So glad. Okay, that's enough Randy time. Sure. <laughs> Let me introduce the man who's known as the moral compass of of podcasting. Mm-hmm. The man who is known 
as an oasis in the desert of despair. By no one. I've heard that before. Uh, no, and, and and this topic really is something close, probably close to your uh, heart, Colonel, because of being a religious leader yourself, I'm sure you can identify with uh, young David Koresh. Well, he he went wrong a little bit, Timmy. Let me introduce the, the most dangerous man in podcasting, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm not too good, Timmy. Why is that? Jesus Christ, well, what else is fucking new? If you if you read my Facebook page to me, you would know. Well, you know, you know, you are important to me, but I don't read every single well, thing. Well, Timmy, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Now, I, I, I turned on the news, and I, you, you know me. I stay up on current events. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a worldly man. And uh, all I hear worldly. is, uh, you know, I, I hear all these promises from politicians, right? Yeah. And then I hear our president saying... This is the biggest witch hunt in the in the history of the world, right? You're talking about uh, President Trump. President Trump, yeah, the biggest witch hunt ever. I still have a hard time saying that. Yet, yet, devil, yet, I call those people, Timmy. We called who? I I called the Secret Service. Okay, of course. What? He's got a direct line ever since they did that background check on him. I gave them the names and locations of ten witches. You know a lot of witches? <laughs> well, there's one sitting right here. And apparently there is no witch hunt going on because she's sitting right across from me, Timmy. Well. Why? If there's a witch hunt, it's another false, it's fake news again. Not, there's no witch hunt. They fear me. If, they were, if there were a real witch hunt, I'd go home, I'd say, hey, Rudy, what you doing? Well, maybe she just It's just that. me and you tonight, pal, because you know what? The ice people picked up your mama. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Timmy? Immigration like and customs you gotta, is in charge of that. Me and you got to do this. Which craft or which uh, hunting? Yeah. yeah. It's like me and you got to do this podcast alone, Timmy, because uh, the devil, she got picked up by the INS people for whatever. Uh, witchery. Immig- immigration's coming to get me. Immigration, yeah. yeah. They send you back to Because they got land. nothing better to do. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. There's no witch hunt. Blah, blah, because blah. You're, you're saying that basically the witches are all out in the open. They're still out here. Now, who would you identify that we know as a witch besides the? Uh, well, you, you got your bad witches and your good witches, Timmy. Yeah, you but, got like, but like, like say of your family members, who would you identify? As oh, well? of course, Dominique. You got <laughs> uh, my wife, obviously. Um, who on the Team Colonel would you identify as a witch? We're all good witches on Team Colonel. Timmy. I see. We mm. got the Colonel's bad girls, Jen and Amber, and well, I don't. It's hard to say Amber's a good witch, isn't it? Oh, I'm yeah. not saying yeah. Karen Barnes is a good Amber witch. Amber is a delight. You, you just keep flapping. I just, yeah, I'm I don't just know trying what to get to him do. Amber's kind of stabby. You're, you're, if there was you're ever a good, I'll tell you, stabby. Tasha, if there was ever a good witch, it was Tasha. Ah, okay. So, but you, devil, mm. you, uh, why are you still walking the streets? They you, need to you, build a wall to keep you witches you, out. You think that she should be stoned? I think I should be stoned. I think we should tie her up. <laughs> I think she, I think she, I is, think stoned. she is stoned. Yeah, I think she's I'm stoned a, now. Whatever. All right. I think I should be stoned. I also let me say, smell that coffee, Devil. Let me see what you lay off my now. coffee. Yeah. That you know, Jason Dykes wrote this for us, and and it's wonderful. I'm very excited to do this. It's very nice of him to do that. But evidently, Jason wanted to make sure that we we didn't call it a cult; that we called it a religion. I yes. thought we couldn't call and that's them. wait a minute, and that's fine. And I do want to put that little disclaimer out there that the author of this identifies it as a religion. 
However, well, he, he, you know, he, you know, he, had, he said that David Koresh was a pedophile and he, you know, was not a good person, but clearly that it, there was not enough evidence to, because this is a sect of the, the, uh, seven day Advents. Well, so he said, first of all, if you have a compound, what does that make you? I'm just saying. I'm a militia oracle. We're just saying that for Jason Dykes, yes, does not Jason, characterize. Jason Dykes a, did not write that yes. it was a cult. However, Chuck and I will feel that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have again, if you have a compound, you're a cult. I will have a compound and freely admit that my people we, there will be a cult. See, and I'm okay. It wasn't cult that we'll I thought a, he was we'll saying have a club, we could we'll have, use. We'll have a culture no, club. <laughs> it is not that. <laughs> but David You Koresh are not invited was, into my cult. Why? The, but you know why? I'm, but, I'm no. a cult member. You take over cults, Timmy. I do not take over cults. You cannot be, cult be, you cannot be you in You limp cult. around. You stagger around. There's no... Sudden, wait a minute. I give money away. Wait a minute. There's no... <laughs> There's no bus that runs in front of the compound. <laughs> well, see, now that's, they should have, every cult should have a bus that runs by the no, compound. No, there's no bus that runs should by the compound. It, it should be a law because Do what about people who have disabilities? Do we, we have don't to want have that kind. handicapped parking spots yeah, at the compound? They should. What? Do we have what? to have an elevator at the compound I now? can't, yeah. Nope, it's too much. You're too yeah. high maintenance. Your cult does not meet regular no, we government do not. regulations. Do not. <laughs> we do not. You're going to end up in a 51-day standoff <laughs> over a parking spot. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It'll be a parking spot. You know what? No. The only <laughs> We may end up in a standoff over a parking spot, but it'll be like a parking spot in Target or Walmart <laughs> yeah. or something. Well, Timmy's too high maintenance for cult life. I, don't, I, I, I don't just want a cult. I don't think, unless we gave you a, a, a little cottage somewhere far, far away from everybody else, Timmy. Yeah. Did you I, could I need to be go. a cult by myself. A cult of one? Yes. Is that like a wolf pack of one? Yeah. A lone wolf, just like Lenny on Lenny and Squeaky. Well, that okay. was Lenny. Which one was Lenny? Lenny was the tall one. Yeah, Lenny. Mm. Lone wolf. Lone yeah. wolf? Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Yes, me. That's you, badass lone wolf. Yes, me. Just like Lenny. Uh-huh. Good time, Timmy. Okay. Good time, Timmy got the blues. Good time, well, First of all, Timmy. I want to say, I want our audience to know that Brandy did not know the song A Good Time Charlie Has the Blues. How do you Why the not fuck would I know, know that, that song? song? How do you get through life not knowing? Why the fuck? That's what I How do you know. get through life not hearing the rain? Yeah. Oh, that you was did. a badass song. What? This is he what I'm saying. He just took that girl to school, man. To took school. her jewelry back. Orange, I take orange it juice jewelry. Jones. Orange Juice the Jones. Rain. Yeah. Yep. Chuck this has is never my heard world. it. Now, nothing but a squirrel trying let to me get tell, it up. Let me tell you something. At least that song came out in like the 80s. Yeah, I agree. That's a cool song. Where, I, know, I know both songs. Where did Good Time Charlie I think it was got like the blues? Early 70s. Well, maybe what the fuck would I know about that? It's history. It's not. Open a book, goddammit. It is not history. Open a history book. Nope. But Good Time Timmy is back, clearly. Yeah, let's talk about David Koresh. He's feeling right. better. I would like to say, uh, first of all, Thank you to all, all of our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or, or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy. Yes, and we're going to give a shout out to all of our Patreon uh, supporters at the end of this podcast. So let's talk about David Koresh there, Brandy, young Brandy. Young Excellent. Brandy. David Koresh, Brandy, was born on hmm. August 17th, 1959. That Ooh, was before me. He was born in the summertime, so his mother was pregnant during the 4th of July. <laughs> was she? Yeah. I'm <laughs> assuming, unless yeah, unless he was very premature, she was pregnant. She, oh, Wait you a know what? They was banging right at Christmas time. 
That was yeah. that was Mr. Koresh's mm-hmm. Christmas present. Yeah. He got the reverse cowgirl for Christmas. Gross. Got, got a little poo tank. That's holiday. how you get pregnant. Reverse cowgirl. I'm telling you, that's how I got the twins. Yeah. Is it? For all those he all those people know. that listen and want to know how to get pregnant, it's reverse cowgirl. I had a friend who would like after they got done would like put her legs in it. Put your legs her back up. And Gravity sh- and shake. Mm-hmm. Shake, shake, shake. Well, no. Shake your group thing. Yeah. Remember that song? I do. All right. You have a group thing? Oh, you know I got a groove thing. I got a booty. Shake, shake, shake. I'm bringing and I'm bringing my groove thing to my compound. All right. David Koresh was born on August 17, 1959. His original birth name, birth name Brandy was Vernon Wayne Howell. Doesn't really have the same ring to it. Mm-mm. No, he changed his name. Good old later. Vern. We're going to call him Koresh throughout this or David Koresh. He he changed his name for religious reasons later on. And he took the name David as the, you know, King David. You heard of him? Yeah, I get that. All right. But here's the thing. You know, I understand that they're part of, what is it, seven-day evangelicals? Seven-day Advents. Seven-day Advents. Okay. So I get that, and that's fine. And the seven-day Advents are religious. They're a sect. They're a radical sect. So that's like calling those crazy fundamentalist Mormons, you know, a religion. Because, you know, but they're separate from Mormons. Like, we don't, they probably, those seven-day people. All Mormons are cults, though. No, they're not. Shut up. But those seven day yeah, people, listen, they probably don't have people. anything to do with that other, with that little. Anybody sect who right has there. a rule that says you can't drink Coke Zero, you a cult. Well, here's the thing: it, it was based so. upon. Yeah. The, I think. Uh, uh, I think Jason's point was that there's some. Uh, there's some controversy on uh, it. The cult denotes a neg is a negative term, uh-huh. and that you know Seven Day Advents is a an established religion. Sure, so. no, and I'm saying, but it's the same thing with those fundamentalist Mormons. They're separate and they're culty, right? And it's they're not mainstream. It's, it's not, not mainstream. Right, exactly. Those Seven Day people are probably lovely people. Yes, and look at those you know Branch Davidians, like you know, yeah, because they're a cult. So, you know, just because they splinter off, one doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the other. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let me talk about Vernon. Could you get on with it then? Thank you. Yeah, let's just make... Talk about Vern. Talk about Vern. So Vern, uh, his 14-year-old unwed teenage mother... There you go. ...was named Bonnie, Bonnie Clark. She had uh, engaged in relations with Bobby Wayne Howe. Ah. was his daddy. Dirty Bobby. And he soon... He soon abandoned his teenage... The teenage baby mama... Because well, he had to go to like a football game or no, he left, years old. He had a pep rally. He left her for another woman. Well, if she's 14, can you really say he left her for another woman? Right. Maybe a different a, girl. Maybe a woman. Yeah. Different girl. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he left her before David uh, Koresh was born. Uh, in 1963, the year that the colonel was born, his mother uh, left him with her he, mother. He got so, her right. Did he? He did. Yeah. So his mom, Bonnie Clark, the teenage mom, mm-hmm. she would have been 18 at this point. She left, um, she left David Koresh with uh, her mother, which would have been David's grandmother. Sure. In Dallas, well, a Dallas suburb of Garland, Texas, and did not return for him until he was seven years old. So she left him between the ages of four and seven. She hmm. just took it. Baby, yeah, can you just, watch him for a few minutes? <laughs> I'll be right back. I I'm going to go get some store cigarettes. For cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will never watch a child frame bay run into the store for cigarettes. I just got to pick up some Cheez-Its and I'll be (laughs) right back. I am never going to watch a child child for somebody doing that. Yeah. Well, she, um, in the three years, four years that she was gone, three years, I guess she was gone. She married a carpenter named Roy Haldorman 
and the family uh, remained in the Garland area. So she married a carpenter. So this is sounding pretty Christ-like, Brandy. Mm, yeah. Sure. We got a carpenter. We got we, a carpenter. If we I do. was a carpenter. If I had a hammer. Yeah. Although I do have a hammer, Timmy. I yeah. got the hammer. Do, then do you hammer in the morning? I got the hammer of love. Sometimes I do hammer Ew. in the morning, Timmy. Sometimes a I hammer, hammer in, in the, the evening. evening. Hammer around Sometimes supper time. I hammer all day, devil. It's gross and personal, but thank you. <laughs> they call him the Cincinnati Hammer. I will not they call do. him that. <laughs> Nobody calls you that except for evidently Timmy. <laughs> and, and Which is concerning. Mrs. Colonel. <laughs> no, she does not. All right. David Koresh described his Hammer child. head. <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> Cut diamonds. Uh, <laughs> although we were in a meeting yesterday. I don't know. If we, we were in a meeting earlier this week, and our boss said something about exits only. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to laugh. I did. <laughs> David Correa, our uh, our five, management meeting. Five is people it? in that meeting, and I'm texting <laughs> yeah. the two of you across the table because yeah. it's not obvious. <laughs> Exit only. There's no such. We thing. our management meetings were like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and the one, the one lone person that's trying to keep some sense into all of it just kind of sits over there and cries silently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's five people, five people on the management team, and us three. Yeah, we are three of we them. We are three. We're sixty percent of the management and our, team. <laughs> and our boss, and our boss is just as bad as we are. Yeah, he is. He is. And then you know, except like he's, a, except he's like competent. Well, yeah. So there's <laughs> that. Yeah, he actually does stuff. Yeah. He's not more mature. <laughs> no, not more mature, just competent. And then you know, we got this other poor woman over there who's trying to trying to get her job done just trying yeah. to get along in the world and we're we just keep fucking with her you know he gave me a really good i got a really good compliment from kevin today you know those perform we, we i had to turn in a report to my boss and he uh he said this is excellent work and then he said uh he said it's amazing what you could possibly do if you had just an ounce of ambition in you <laughs> So, yeah, but you don't. And that I would take that. <laughs> yeah. I would take that and run with it. I did. I was like, yeah. thanks. I'm, I'm you taking should tell that him to compliment. put that on your next evaluation. Yeah. If I had just one ounce of ambition, you know what you I should do. If you only apply yourself. <laughs> yeah. Take, exactly. Take situational leadership. Yeah, Brandy. Oh yeah, Brandy's a, taking situational. She's in a class. It's a, a management class called situational leadership. She's it's been in awful. She's been in one class and already and I am claiming a situational leader. No, you've got people who completed. All three classes. Oh, I don't care. And, and you cannot go around calling yourself a situational you're leader. You're going to give yourself an aneurysm. Well, you can't go around excited about you that. You cannot go around claiming to be something you're not. Oh, I will I, just say this. Really? <laughs> I can't? The schedulers called me yesterday and apologized to me for scheduling for me for the training. Which is, well, because A, they don't want you down there. B, you were supposed to be in that class. Oh, but I've got to get my socks washed or my teeth cleaned or yeah, whatever the dental, fuck ever. Dennis appointment. And that he, he didn't go to. Day. Yeah. All day. yeah, that he didn't go to. Blah, I've got blah, an email blah. in there from them apologizing to me for scheduling care. me for training. You fucking <laughs> slacker <laughs> ass. They said he's as developed as he can possibly <laughs> yeah, get. That, That's that, sad. That clay hardened up a long time ago. <laughs> we ain't going to mold that shit. No All more. right, let's get back to David Koresh because this is a long one. So <laughs> I got a long one. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so anyway, um, Koresh described his childhood as very lonely. <laughs> well, yeah. He had uh, poor study skills. Uh, he was dyslexic, so he was what? He Dys- didn't believe in dog. What? He's, he was. A, he was. <laughs> what? He, he didn't did. believe in dog. Okay, I got it. 
Okay. I'm so confused. It is hotter than Satan's outhouse in here. It is warm in here. Timmy won't let us turn the fan on because he's afraid it might pick up. Oh, my God. We've got directional mics. Sound quality. Sound quality? We don't give a shit about the content, but what? We wanted no, the sound this good. This is the sound crystal clear. Jason didn't okay. Well, Jason, yeah, but normally he yeah. doesn't believe in dog. Go uh, ahead. So anyway, he was put in a special education class and was nicknamed Werner. I don't know why. Ginger ale. Werner's ginger ale. Uh, by his I don't fellow, think that's it. By his fellow students. You know, it's a special ed class, man. It's all they could come up with. Mm, maybe <laughs> they don't come up with the real clever names. Uh, the kids outside do. <laughs> But he showed an aptitude mm-hmm. for music and the Bible, and memorizing the, long passages before he was uh, 12 years an old. an aptitude for the Bible? Yeah. Mm. He became a born-again Christian at age 20 in 1979, the year I graduated high school. 79, 79, 77, 77. Oh, oh. You graduated high school in 79? Yeah. Hmm. And he attended the uh, Seventh-day... I, I was five. He attended the Seventh-day Adventist Church. He soon fell for the pastor's daughter, Brandy. The pastor's daughter? <laughs> he went out and did how, about, how about the pastor's daughter? <laughs> the pastor, I bet she was nice, too. Is the pastor's daughter just a weed? Do you, <laughs> it's a cow patty. Do you remember that song? Uh, pastor's daughter? Son of a Preacher Man. Yes, I do. That was good. Dusty Springfield. That was a good song. Mm-hmm. That's history. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the pastor's no, daughter no. and him nope. uh, was praying for guidance. Uh, he, uh, he fell for her while they were praying for guidance. And he opened a Bible to Isaiah thirty-four sixteen. Of course, you're very familiar with that, uh, Colonel. You want to go ahead and quote it for Isaiah us? Isaiah thirty-four sixteen. Now, do I don't know if you want me to <laughs> say that out loud. Well, I just show. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I know you know the Bible like the and back though of your head. he walked through the valley of the shadow <laughs> yeah. of death. No, this oh. this was not here in quote unquote. I don't. I'm quoting Isaiah. I guess none should want for her. Hold on, hold on. Her, for her no, let me think for a minute. None should want for her mate. Yes. No, uh, Timmy, that is not it at all. It appears that it is it. You are no. then, you are then come seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read, no one shall fail, no one shall want her mate. For my mouth hath commanded, and his spirit hath gathered it. He's on Biblepedia again. Yeah. He Com- Googled no, it. No, I just, it, it took me, because oh, sometimes I confuse. Bullshit. you got your phone and I you're confuse, looking at your phone. Sometimes <laughs> I confuse not. Isaiah with, uh. Malachi? With, uh, with the other children of the with corn? With Ed. Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> the book of Pedro. <laughs> with the other children of the corn, yeah. you get them confused. All right. Seek ye no, out of no. the book of the Lord. All right. So anyway, he thought this was a sign that this girl was his for the... For Taking? His, for, yeah, for his, for his wife. Convinced this was a sign from God, he approached the pastor and turned him, told him that God wanted him to have his daughter for a wife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, pastor threw him out of his house and oh, uh, the pastor wasn't buying it <laughs> no fuck out of here but uh david was persistent what kind of pastor throws you out of the house especially the, the special ed kid yeah <laughs> well <laughs> we, I, we called him speds when i was in high school is that what you call him we call him zeke's all right that's terrible we would not we would not approve of that today i don't know why we called him zeke's <laughs> it's, all, it's the only name they could come up with for you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beats Vernon. <laughs> Werner. Werner. All right. So anyway, um, uh, the yeah, the minister was having none of it. He throws uh, he throws David Koresh out, and says, "You're not, you know, you're not." Says Nah, Baba Nah, nah Baba Nah. 
but he but David was uh, persistent with his pursuit. Uh, he was eventually expelled from the church. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They can all just stained glass. So they 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 kick you out for um, harassment. Use a stained well, glass. Well, it probably to turn the other cheek. Well, first of all, they didn't excommunicate him. They kicked him out of the church. Had there been another seven day whatever church around, then he probably could have gone there. But he couldn't go to that branch. Yeah, Seven <laughs> Eleven. They have it. <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, there's one. Around. They're always open. Babu is they there. Had the, they had the five day advertisement, but they, they just that Babu is the uh, clerk there. <laughs> Please do not throw peanuts to my God. Jesus, God. <laughs> I would like a big slurpee. Wow. And they're always open. <laughs> Could you be? But you know what? They got big-ass locks on the door. Oh. Well, right. sometimes Think about do, that the next time you go in there. Inventory. We've offended about everyone we could possibly <laughs> offended in the first eight minutes of this podcast. So let's try to be nice. We love everybody. We do. We do. We love people who are with special needs. We love people. Well, I clearly are. do because I podcast with them. <laughs> it depends on what kind of special needs they have. Well, you know? and because I know do, I, I'm partial to nymphomania. With, yeah, you know, everywhere I go, women want to kiss me right on the mouth. <laughs> do they? Right on the mouth. Right on. The it's mouth. those women with the big cold sores that don't like kissing me. It's that nymphomania. It shit's all over the place. It's gone. It's an epidemic. I don't kiss him right on I don't the know, mouth. Not on the mouth. <laughs> right on the mouth or where I go. It's a curse. Um, and yeah, I can see that. All right. So having uh, failed to secure his minister's uh, sweet daughter. <laughs> Did she want anything to do back with <laughs> this him? Is what Jace, she like, this is off. what Jason has written. Having failed to secure himself some sweet pastor's daughter's tor- trim. <laughs> Oh, I love Jason. <laughs> that sweet pastor daughter trim. Everybody, and everybody knows the pastor daughter. She's a wild one. Yeah, this one's on Jason. We're yeah. not. We're not. We're not <laughs> yeah. taking responsibility for this. But I want to know. So he after the pastor daughter trim. Does it say? Does it say ever that the pastor's daughter like? You know, I don't have it. The in pastor's here, daughter wants her. Yeah. So you got me saying pasture. The, the pastor's mini- daughter. The, minister the minister's daughter wanted him back. Like, uh-uh. was this a Romeo and Juliet kind of story, or was no, this like think, get away from me, stalker kind think, of story? Yeah, I think he just had a hard on for her. But anyway, uh, when he could not have her, could not get some of that trim, as Jason puts it. Sure, <laughs> the sweet trim. <laughs> he moved to Waco, Texas, and joined the Branch Davidians. Uh, they were a splinter group of the Davidian Seventh Day Adventists group which was itself a splinter group from the Seventh-day Advent. So this is a splinter group of, of a splinter, splinter group. So these yeah. are like the Baptists. I don't know. I'm not going there. No, I'm just saying if you go to Baptist church, if it, and, and it's just kind of a joke amongst Baptists. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you got if you got 30 people in the congregation next month, you're going to have two churches of 15 each. And then after I've that, never heard that joke. I've never, I've known but no, many, it's not a and joke. I, and I would like to say it's, it's not very funny. It's not a joke. I mean, it's just like it's a thing that Baptists, there are so many different types of Baptist churches, you know, to fall under the Baptist uh-huh. umbrella. He is, he's a reverend. I'm a I, reverend, God damn it. I, I know this stuff. He knows his shit. All right. All right. Anyway, so he joined, he went to Waco. He joins the Branch Davidians, who were a uh, splinter group of another splinter group of the Seventh day Adventists. Okay. You with me so far? Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. They marked uh, their seven-day advents twice removed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, their observance of they marked. They were marked by their observance of Saturday for the Sabbath, 
and emphasize, they put an emphasis on diet and health, um, as well as an imminent coming of the Lord. Uh, and there are about 20 million of them worldwide. So this is not a small group. I wonder what it sounds like when the Lord uh, And uh, I don't know, like, but if there's 20 million, it sounds there's like when a, doves cry. <laughs> there is an untapped audience there for our podcast, so let's be kind to them. 20 million worldwide. Uh, so anyway, um, but you know, they were all, they're really, they were hung up in, with prophecy and end of days and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So well, when they not? get, when we get to the siege, that the government's actions kind of play into their end of day. Well, sure, because you can yeah. interpret anything. It's, see, I told you this was coming. Mm-hmm. The Divinian Seventh-day Adventists is a lay former uh, reform group that sprang up in the 1930s. So they've been around a while. Under the leadership of Victor T. Hootliff. Hoodwinked. Yeah. Who broke off from the main Adventist body over uh, their interpretations of the Old Testament's prophecies about Israel's role in the apocalypse? In the what? The apocalypse. The what? I'm not saying it again. <laughs> you didn't say it the first time. <laughs> the apocalypse. Zombie oh. apocalypse. <laughs> it's one, so they it's went one. up to Mount Carmel over here in by Batavia, Ohio. No. <laughs> Mount Carmel Center outside of Waco, Texas, 1934, following this Hultif guy, and he died. And then his wife, Florence, took over the group. Oh, Florence Henderson? Not Florence Henderson. This Florence Hudoff, whoever, this guy's wife who was running the sect. He dies, and then she takes over, okay? Cause I that guess, was her plan. I guess that's fucking what they do in this Cult. sect. That, um, that was her plan Splinter all group. along. Yeah, Splinter Group. Thank you, Charles. They were sectacles. Yeah. Anyway, she takes over this. <laughs> You're a sectical. She takes over the sect, right? So they set up the Mount Carmel Center outside of Waco, Texas, in 1934, following her husband's death. And uh, Florence takes over. Uh, they're convinced that the uh, end of the world is coming, Brandy. We all and are. And they gather hundreds of faithful followers to Mount Carmel in 1959 to await the end. It didn't happen. No shit? Yeah. It would have been in the papers, I'm sure. Well, and those poor some bitches ran up their credit card bills and oh, everything Oh, you already else. know. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what? They didn't pay their cable. <clears throat> no, totally. Everybody. Got hookers, like cocaine. Oh, you know, he ain't your daddy. It's time yeah. you need to know. He's your, he ain't your daddy. He ain't your daddy. Yeah. Uh, following the set, uh, setback, Benjamin, a guy named Benjamin Roden. So <laughs> Not the end of the world is a setback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she had convinced them all that it was that time. Oh, sure. End of days. And when it didn't happen, so this Benj- this other group member named Benjamin Roden, he formed another splinter group called the Branch Davidian Seventh-day Advents, and it succeeded in taking over Mount Carmel, the group. And he died in 1978, and he was succeeded by his wife, Lois. Succeeded? Yeah, by his wife, Lois. Because succeeded is a completely different word. She became who claimed, to, who claimed to be an incarnation of the Holy Spirit. Brandy. See, you know what? This is what I don't get. <laughs> yeah. This, and I never understood this. I, I you just, can marry into the Holy Spirit. I, apparently. <laughs> But I've never understood this, and I think I've probably said this before, but, you know, all of these people that sit there and say, you know, they start these, look, sex. Yeah. Sex. And all these people, you know, God spoke to me. Motherfucker, you were selling funnel cakes at the carnival last (laughs) week. Why, of all of the people in the world, 
Did God speak God to you? God spoke to you? Yeah. Are you serious yeah. right I, now? I like funnel cakes. I mm-hmm. understand. I like funnel cakes, too. I, like, uh, I will pay. Candy. I will pay Candy the apples. fair entrance fee to go and buy oh, a funnel cake. Renee will go to the fair just to get just funnel cakes. Just for a funnel cake. Exactly. And then she'll go back for funnel cakes before she leaves. And I then, like lemonade. But here's lemonade the thing. The shake, shake and lemonade, those yeah. are good. But, I mean, but the thing is, and not that there's anything, you know, making funnel cakes at the carnival is a perfectly legitimate. Have, have you ever dated a carny? Uh, I, we did not date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We did not date. But, you know, being a carny, there's, there's no shame in being a carny. Be yeah. a carny. But, you know, God is not speaking to you. Well, we don't know that. God may like carny, though. God, you know, you're not the only one. Well, anyway. You're not the only one who knows that shit's going to happen. Lois. Usually. Lois Roden, who was When God's speaking to you. Yeah. You need to get back on your meds. Probably. I mean, that's what you need to do. Well, anyway, uh, Lois claimed that God spoke to her. So she was the Holy Spirit. See? So Lois was uh, head of this sect uh, in uh, 1981 when David Koresh joined. He so would, are we three times removed from the seven-day ad, whatever? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 He played the guitar, and he sang at church services at Mount Carmel, and his band played a few times at clubs in Waco. So. Oh, he was out playing in the in a, in a sinner's world? He had gigs. He yeah. had gigs. Uh, he was not slick. He did Metallica covers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was thin with long. Inner Sandman. He was thin. Marilyn long, Manson. He was thin with long wavy black hair. Ooh. He was good with engines. Panty droppers. He was good with engines, Brandy, <clears throat> and he was good with guns. He wore dirty jeans, t-shirts, and sneakers. That's what yeah. Chuck wears. Yeah, that's what, yeah. If he wears that, works for me. In 1983, Koresh claimed that he had the gift of prophecy. <laughs> And begin having illicit relations with uh, the 65-year-old Lois. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, hold the fuck on here. He's 24 maybe years that's old. How, maybe that's how God spoke to him was through <laughs> Lois's vagina. <laughs> because that vagina almost older than Moses hello, right there. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, he's banging Lois. Hold on. How much? Now, he was good with engines, so he had to carry some 10W40 around with him to bang that I, old. I don't know what. 65 it, years wait, old and you're tapping WD-40? out. WD-40? I don't, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, the that. motor oil, just because you know she oh, ain't lubing yeah. herself up. I don't know if they use lubricants or not, but he was You know, they them. had to. She had, they, they had to move her dick out of the way. She's 65 years old. She probably packing 10 inches by then. Uh, Koresh <laughs> claimed that God had told him rodent, uh, that Lois Rodent would get pregnant with the chosen one. Sure, at 65, that happens <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. Well, if you got to admit, if she got pregnant at 65. If she you, got you, pregnant, you, it's you, it, the hand of God's in there somewhere. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, menopause hasn't hit that <laughs> yeah. yet. Uh, this uh, caused a conflict with uh, Lois's son, George Rodent. <laughs> So she's got a son. Who Motherfucker. Kinda, uh, Benjamin Roden and Lois has a son. And Ro- George thinks he's going to inherit all this when Mama. Not if she has a baby. Baby Mama, yeah. yeah. yeah she, when Mama, you know, bites the dust. Every time Koresh walked by the guy, he'd say, hey, motherfucker. And he, he, said, call even, me, he said, call me dad. Call me dad. <laughs> call me daddy, baby. So in 1984, then 25-year-old David Koresh married 14-year-old Rachel Jones. One way to the other. What the fuck? And he said, and the situation calmed down. Hold on. And he said, and and they became 
Man and wife. Me and Mister Mister Jones. Well, no, she was Mrs. Koresh at that point. Mrs. Koresh. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. (laughs) So wait a minute. So he goes from sixty-five-year-old to marrying. We're going to assume at fourteen to marrying a virgin. Yeah, a gilf. He went from a gilf (laughs) to a. He went from a milf to a gilf. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she was even a milf. She was fourteen. So no, the milf would be that. Well, no, not ooh, Gilf is granny, isn't yeah. it? I was thinking uh, girl. Yeah, granny. No, she'd be a kilf. <clears throat> a corpse a he wants to. Ah. So anyway, Lois died in nineteen eighty six. God well, bless her so. You know. Did he bang her after? There that? was a power struggle with George, her son George, and uh he forced uh, David Koresh and his followers out of the Mount Carmel at gunpoint. Oh <laughs> kid George. Invited him to leave, in other words. Yes. Where, so he gets kicked out on a lot of these uh, churches, mm-hmm. our young young David. So you know how to solve that. Start your own. And that's what he does. He there moves his camp to, interesting enough, Palestine, Texas. Oh. Living on a small piece of property in the lush piney woods of East Texas. Koresh embarked on a recruiting trip or recruiting trips throughout California, the UK, Australia, and Israel. He probably seen Marvin down in Australia when he was down there. Mally. I, I doubt it. It depends on where he was. If he was out in the woods looking at animals, he might have run into Marvin. No, he was out recruiting uh, these guys for his church. If he was guy. recruiting in the bar, he might run into Ali. Yeah. He later claimed to have a vision in Israel that he was the modern Cyrus the Great. The what? The modern Cyrus the Great. I don't know who that is. He was is. an Old Testament king, Brandon. Ah. If you know your Bible, you're, uh, are I you don't. Not, not a licensed? I think you are a licensed. <laughs> I'm ordained, but I don't know the Bible by heart. Well, what? You don't Chuck even know. Chuck knew who Cyrus yeah, Chuck Cyrus Googled it. Cyrus the Great was an Old Testament king who allowed the Jews to return to Israel uh, following the Babylonian Cap- following Babylonian captivity in the 6th century B.C., Brandon. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So actually, anyway. It's actually Cyrus the second of they called Persia. Him, friends called him Sai. Yeah, sure. Cy. But he's Cyrus the second of Persia. It was it was back in, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to And when to he would take a... a, a, a About a, 600 B.C. When he would take a shower, a shallow breath, they would call it Sai Sai. Nice. <laughs> Caress soon, Blossom. You set that up? I mean, you wait. You <laughs> I know. Good time window. Timmy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you take, you know, you, you throw it out there and see what sticks. Caress soon blossomed as a teacher, Brandy. I'm sure. Played by the revelations that he had received in Israel, that he was Cyrus the Great. Oh, he was Cyrus the Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The reincarnation of Cyrus, Cyrus the Great. Cy. Sure. He also began to preach that uh, he began to preach as God's special prophet. He would be allowed more as special as a special prophet. God allowed him more than one wife, and well, he, yeah. he so, soon took on 14-year-old Karen Doyle. He's got a thing for the well, babies, doesn't he? young, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it gets worse. His first wife, Rachel, was upset, uh, and she got so upset that she uh, quit playing Halo at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> no, she got upset and later claimed that, uh, but he later claimed that God okayed, uh, oh, she claimed, she said that God okayed this relationship in her dreams, so. In her oh. dreams? Yeah, she had a dream that God said, you know, no. lay off the boy. You know, you can pretty much do anything in the world if you say, you know what, God God told me to do it. No, 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 no. She's saying she got upset, Rachel, his first wife. 
But then she had a dream that God said, don't be mad at David. He, I'm, I'm, and yeah, then I'm, it's okay. I'm now she's not this, upset. Yeah, I'm giving this the Devil, do up. you ever get upset? Do you ever get mad at Dave for dreams? You have a, dr- a dream, and Dave does some crazy-ass shit not in dreams. Not much. Not much. Renee will wake up at me, wake up mad at me for what I did in her dreams. Yeah, not very often. <clears throat> I have so many reasons. I have so many reasons to be mad at him when I'm well. Awake. And see, she's got to dream up reasons to be mad at me. N- not really, because I'm, you know, not really pretty much a perfect husband. But go mm-hmm. ahead, Timmy. So later, he, so he's got two fourteen-year-old <laughs> brides. Good God. He later marries. Can you imagine? That house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come here. Well, it gets worse because he marries Rachel Jones's uh, 12-year-old sister, Michelle Jones. (sighs) Mrs. Mrs. Jones. She bore him three children. Ew. What? Yeah. In 1987, he added a fourth wife who was 16 years old. She's getting kind of long. Getting a little old for him. (laughs) I mean, damn. Uh, It gets worse. A six, oh. Number five, wife number five, he married in 1987. She was also 16. So he could take them, you know, give them their driver's license, get their driving permit together, I guess. God. And number six, wife number six was 20. Oh, well, she's all, practically a grandmother. All of them, all of whom bore him children uh, who later would die in Waco. So. She was just sitting around waiting to die herself at 20 years old. I mean, she was just... God, uh, back in Mount Carmel, old. remember Mount Carmel, where the uh, remember Mount Carmel Lois, five minutes ago, Lois, yeah. Lois died, and her right. son took over. The boy kicked, took over, kicked out the David Crush. Mm-hmm. Well, his support, George's rodent support, was in steep decline. To regain it, he challenged David Koresh to a, a contest uh, to raise the dead. Oh, so he was trying to give Chuck an erection, basically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No. Why didn't he just challenge him to a duel and well, get it no, over with? It was, a, it was a challenge to raise the dead to see who was really the uh, number one prophet there. Going so far to exhume the corpse of Davidian buried, uh, of a Davidian buried out Mount Carmel. So there, That's some bullshit there. He said, put your shit on the table. <laughs> it's just you get if you're a fucking prophet, you make this. Well, that's a fair. That's a fair. Uh, well, look though, but there's a difference between a necromancer and a prophet. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, that's come true. on now. This guy's got the Brady Bunch for his wives, right? So he should be able. If he's a prophet, he should be able to make this no, person. There's no. A he should have been. I, if I see now for well, me, I would have said. I prophesize that that some bitch ain't coming back to life. Exactly. Oh, I was right. Or well, you can have one of hallelujah. your Or you can have one of your baby wives weekend at Bernie's their ass and just put them in a chair and well, just David Crush David Crush did the right thing. He went to the authorities and filed charges against Roden for illegally exhuming a corpse. <laughs> he cheated. Nice. Uh, but the police told him he needed proof, such as a photograph. Or so a corpse, yeah. <laughs> David returned to Mount Carmel with seven followers attempting attempting to get a photograph. I guess this is, you know, they're trying to get the picture of the dead person. Yes, that would be Uh, a photograph. His group was discovered, and a 45-minute-long gunfight broke out uh, before the sheriff arrived. So, Well, why are you taking seven people with you? Well, he's got a backup. It's hard to keep a group that size quiet, especially if they're all his baby wives. Apparently, it was a smart move because a 45-minute gunfight broke out. Or take profits to a gunfight, Brandy. Well, look, you know, you can't keep... 
had he not had a group that size, there may not have been a gunfight. Well, he, you know, he I, had to have some backup. I no, I thought he, he was good with a gun. It took him all 45 to minutes. Do, all he had to do was take a fucking picture. You take yourself and you take one person. Yeah, but they weren't just going to let him sit there and take a picture to take well, to no, the cops. Well, no, you got to sneak in. you got to be covert. You can't be covert with seven people. Well, he cannot be covert anyway because he was already kicked out of that group. Because well, banged, plus he got he banged a bunch that guy, of 16, 14-year-old year old girls walking around. You can't That's be quiet what, you with You can't bring them up. in because they're all cackling back there. All right. Chomping Koresh and his followers were charged with attempted murder. Mm. The trial resulted uh, from this ended with Koresh and his cohorts walking out of the courtroom as free men. So they got off. They got off. Rodent, on the other hand, the other leader, he was given six months jail a six-month jail term for filing a legal brief in which he threatened to call AIDS down on the state, uh, the Texas State Supreme Court. Which nice. Might not be a bad move, actually. He, he wanted to give them AIDS? He wanted, he asked like a God plague. Like to, a plague. Yeah, he's going to send down egg, let, he's going to send down AIDS like locusts. Yeah, it's on the Texas State Supreme Court. So yeah, that ends, that will give you six months in a pokey, I guess, for that. You can't yeah, be calling pokey. out no plagues on, on And you court. can get the AIDS in the plague in the pokey. You, yeah, when you get depends pokey. on where you get pokeyed. Yeah, they do the hokey pokey on you. In eighteen in nineteen eighty nine, Brandy, mm. Rodent was convicted of murder and imprisoned in a mental hospital. Who Since Rodent murder? owed thousands of dollars in unpaid taxes, who did, oh, who did I don't he know. murder? But he also owned un, unpaid taxes uh, in Mount Carmel. So he's he went to prison. So tell us what happens next, young Brandy. So Koresh and his followers were able to raise the money and reclaim the property. Yeah, because the uh, rodent had lost it because right. of no taxes. Okay. In May of 1990, on one of his recruiting trips to California, he filed a petition in the California State Superior Court in Pomona, in Pomona, sorry, to legally change his name for publicity and business purposes to David Koresh. Well, that was a good move. His first name. We'd, otherwise, we'd be doing this podcast on Vernon. On Vernon. Yeah. His first name, David, symbolized a lineage directly to the biblical King David. So he can't make up his mind if he's related to Cy. Well, yeah. he, no, he was reincarnated as Cy the Great. Cyrus yeah. the Great. Sure, whatever. He doesn't know what the I fuck I wonder he if is. he knew the chord. Because David knew the secret chord <sighs> that he played that pleased the Lord. Yeah, I don't Hallelujah. know. Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. All right. That uh, was terrible. At, at Mount Carmel. It's a fact. There were Learn your Bible, Timmy. There were constant Bible studies. Members might sit there for 6, 10, 15, 19 hours studying the Bible. Well, that's kind of what Chuck and I do of course, on the as, Sabbath. As right? any good splinter group, mm -hmm. as any good splinter group will tell you, their focus was on the book of Revelation. Yes. In particular, the difficult passages And do you think people focus on Revelations because they want to say, I told you so? Oh, Absolutely. Does, um, have you ever read Revelations? Yeah. It's, it don't make a damn bit of sense. No. Yeah, but that's the best part about it, because <clears> you can read into it anything you want. Right. right. Um, in particular, the difficult passage concerning the seven seals. There, God is described as holding a scroll locked by seven seals. Are these like seals at, like, at like the zoo? There's at the a squirrel and seals? The seals. I like David's seals. Seals and Croft. <laughs> seals. I think she meant the. I think she talking about the seals that flop around in the water. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Seven, there were seven. Seal, kiss from a rose, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Seven of those. Oh, like a seal. <sighs> no. Uh, on which? I don't know what that was? <laughs> what was that? 
Do you want to clarify? <laughs> that was a that was a ball squeeze. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, just let's me. see. Uh, and again, ladies, while while doing the reverse cowgirl, reach down and grab your partner's <laughs> They were gently reach down. Yeah, no, gently don't. It. The problem with it, the the problem with if that is, if you get is, tired of riding your partner, um, reach down and grab their scrotum. Hey, but it'll the problem make it, with that is, make the process go along. How about, the much whole quicker. thing is, is oh. when they start to get more and more aroused, they start to squeeze harder. It's like when you're pulling somebody's hair. You're trying to stroke the hair and everything, and then all of a sudden you're getting more aroused, and you're snatching them bald. I don't want somebody, my testiculars in somebody's hand. I would like to say for, for our male listeners out here, I'm going to give you a tip on making love. Just the tip? Make oh, please it. don't. Making love, when you, Timmy. When, when hold you, on, hold on. <laughs> Special PSA, making love from good time Timmy. I also want it known that... <laughs> That he told us we needed to move this along because it was kind yeah, of a long is, one. This is, this is important. This is important. Oh so, my god, I'm gentlemen, so guys, out. guys, if you're if you're with a young lady and she is on top of you, she's riding you, Colonel. How about they? What do they call that? A cowgirl. Yes. So she's riding you, cowgirl <laughs> style. All you have to do to make her happy, you they guys, call it ten dollars extra. Reach up with your thumb, just rub the clit area. Is that the right term? Uh, I believe it's the the clitoral region, Timmy. Jesus, because it, the the, the clitoral region is different on every woman. So, man, you got to get a yeah. Sometimes men, it's on their elbow. You just have to look for it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't understand. Like Linda that. Lovelace, she had it in her throat. Yeah, you, you know, have, you have but, to look for um, it. You gotta you gotta feel around down there, and then you're gonna feel run across something that feels like a little tiny acorn. Yeah, and, and, and later it becomes a penis later in life. <laughs> later in life, it becomes a penis. But you're gonna hit you're gonna hit a little nub down there. It feels like an acorn, and uh, and and man in a boat. Don't try to pull it off of them or nothing, you know. And <laughs> just just massage it back and forth yeah. and. It, w- it will know. make her happy, and you'll notice that she'll start going a lot faster when you do that. I've no- she have will you do that? And she'll that? start doing this like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, she oh. Will. She will, Brandy. <laughs> she, she become Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Your comments on that, Brandy? Fuck. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, I just want to uh, The ladies will appreciate me saying that. All right. Some men don't know how to It's do a that. public service, and yeah. we're more than a podcast. We really we're are. here to help you help yourselves. And to help your partner. And I, help your partner. Because, I hate you both. Because, I really do. No, I mean, nobody, no woman likes to have that. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Region ignored. Right. You know, I mean, uh, women, it's a 50-50 roll of the dice as to whether they want you to play with the boobs or not. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Some women are boob women, some women are. You, 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 I got to get on with this. But you got to no, shut I'm the fuck asking, up. No, I'm just asking. I'm just saying. I don't say Every anything. woman appreciates that. Okay. It's just real like, quick, guys. Nope. Reach up with the thumb. Touch the clitoral region of the Don't woman. just touch it. You gotta. You, there's a technique. Well, I, I well, will, yeah. We'll do a Facebook Live right. one day, and I'll show you the proper technique. The baby steps, Colonel. Okay. Just touch it, rub it with your thumb while she's riding up and down. Oh, my and God. She will, she will thank you for it. <laughs> she will thank you for it. She won't even ask for money afterwards. Just do it. Uh, a lot of times they still ask well, for money. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an hour later. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway. Back to David Koresh. Yeah. So they're looking at the book of Revelations. There's a passage concerning the seven seals. And there God is described as holding a scroll locked by seven seals on which is written the prophecies about the end times. Okay. Which is like, the, remember that movie, that's The Seventh Sign with Demi yes. Moore? Yes, Demi Moore. A classic. A classic. That was about that. Uh, I could mess in, up some seals. She was good in about last night, but it was a different type of show. Sure it was. <clears throat> okay. So the Branch Davidians believe that whoever unlocked the seals and revealed the secrets would set in motion the end of time. That sounds or the end, Yeah, end times. So, I mean, is that what they wanted to do? I don't get that. No, I mean, that sounds completely logical to me that, uh, uh, that uh, the end of times would be coming. Yes. Surviving it, Davidians. Someone, someone's going to be right. Someone's going to predict it. Eventually, they're going to be right. Well, but then you don't get to say you told you, I told you so because the world's over. Right. Surviving Davidians claim that claim that the large stock of guns was part of a legitimate business run by Davidian members who traveled to gun shows and made thousands of dollars that helped the group at Mount Carmel. However, statements made by Koresh during the siege point to more than just a business concern. Yeah, so he's stockpiling weapons, basically, right? Thank you, yes. A key belief of Koresh's that he explained on the radio is that the the turn-the-other-cheek stuff that Jesus taught was just no longer relevant and that Jesus' return to earth would be accompanied by violence. Okay. He taught that they should not initiate violence, but they could certainly defend themselves if attacked. That's fair, A belief Colonel. shared by millions of Americans. I think he's, he's, stand, you know, he's talking about stand your ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really stand your ground started with Jesus. Sure. Koresh stressed. Yeah, that's one of those little known uh, unknown yeah. facts about the Bible. Yeah, uh, stand your ground was actually one of the commandments. Thou they shalt found, stand thou ground. Well, they found that they found that commandment in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Koresh stressed sexual purity for his followers. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, as as the special prophet, Koresh was exempt. Well, of course. He said that his special status gave him the obligation to father a holy race and continued to add wives to his harem, many of them teenage girls. It's breeding stock. However, yeah, to evade however, to evade authorities, Koresh married them off to his single male followers. But those relationships were clearly for show. Only Koresh was allowed to plant his seed. Have you ever planted your seed, Colonel? I am Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I was going to say Johnny Jizz Seed, but I thought that would be a little tasteless. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Continue, Brandy. I have four children, Timmy. I have, see, I have seed that has split the egg, Timmy. He does, Brandy. Your thoughts on I mean, that? You, Do I have to hear about this shit again? No, I mean. Like, I get it. He has It's swims. one thing to go in swimmers. and fertilize egg. I don't care. I, I swim. Timmy, my swimmers carry machetes with them. They will. Hacking egg. Yeah, it's like little Mark Spitz. Yeah. I got what? Who's that tall skinny guy? Oh, I don't. Who broke Mark? Ah, I forget. 
Yeah. You know the guy, know Michael Phelps. Michael yeah. Phelps. Mine are like ninja Michael Phelps. Cut an egg he right can make half. a woman pregnant just by looking at it's, her. <laughs> I've done that before. I wish you would not sit that <laughs> close a, to me. It's a prophecy. <laughs> All right. During the siege, Koresh would allow 21 children to leave the group, but his 12 children would remain until the fiery end. Yeah. On February 27, 1993, the Waco Tribune Herald began publishing The Sinful Messiah, a series of articles that alleged that Koresh had physically abused children in the compound and had committed statutory rape, by taking multiple underage brides. In addition to these allegations, Koresh and his followers were suspected of stockpiling illegal weapons. Duh. In May of 1992, a UPS worker told the sheriff's office about a package that had broken open on delivery to Mount Carmel, revealing firearms, inert grenade casings, black powder, and parts to convert AR-15s to fully automatic weapons. You know those fucking UPS drivers are nosy. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah mind your own business. Yeah. If, you I, know get a, if I get a, something like... Cialis or Viagra, you know your damn business. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. My I get some are, heroin from, <laughs> from Afghanistan. None <laughs> yeah. of your business. None of your business. And you know, my friend's a FedEx driver, and he told if me. I get a love doll from China. That's it. None of your business. Every time you get a sex toy, they know right where it comes from. When you sign them for that package with that big smile on your face, devil, and trying to pretend it's like, oh, I got my new pair of shoes from Amazon, but you got the you got the King Flexible double-ended dong now. The double-headed dong. <laughs> they know what you got. Nothing worse than double-headed dong. <laughs> yeah, they know what you got. Are they you do. done? <laughs> okay. Could you get back to the story, please? You know, you know what women do with the double dong? Don't you? They pleasure each other, and then they meet in the middle. <laughs> That's sinful. It is. <laughs> this this whole thing is is making me want to purify myself. It makes me it? uncomfortable to talk brand the way Brandy talks. <laughs> it does. I don't feel safe with you. <laughs> you're you're creating a not a safe zone here, devil. Yeah. Well, then shut the fuck up <laughs> so I can get on with it. Please continue, Brandy. On July 30th, ATF agents, that's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, Timothy, visited uh, the Branch Davidians gun dealer, Henry McMahon, who tried to get them to talk with Koresh on the phone. Koresh offered to let the ATF inspect the Branch Davidians weapon and paperwork, but the ATF declined. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) We're good. We talked to you for a minute, so we're happy now. Uh, We're good with that. The ATF then began surveillance of the Davidians, including sending in an undercover agent, Robert Rodriguez, whose identity Koresh learned. Yeah, so they got it. They've got a undercover cop now, part of the Branch Davidians. Although the AT, the AT, thank you for that recap of that last sentence. Anything I can do to help you, Brandy, I'm happy. Although to do. the ATF preferred to arrest Koresh when he was outside Mount Carmel, planners received inaccurate information that Koresh rarely left it. The ATF uh, attempted to execute their search warrant on a Sunday morning, February 28, 1993. Any advantage of surprise was lost when a KWTX TV reporter, there on your side, yes. who had been tipped off about the raid, asked for directions from a mailman who was Koresh's brother-in-law. There you go. Koresh then told undercover ATF agent Robert Rodriguez that they knew the raid was imminent. Rodriguez, Rodriguez was astounded, or, or astonished, to find that his cover was blown and soon left the compound. When asked later what the Branch Davidians had been doing when he left the compound, Rodriguez just replied that they were praying. Branch Davidians stated that Koresh ordered male followers to begin taking up defensive positions while the women and children were told to take cover. 
Koresh told them he would try to speak to the agents, and what happened next would depend on the agents' intentions. ATF agents stated they heard shots coming from within the compound, while Branch Davidian survivors claimed that the first shots came from the ATF. During the first shots, Koresh was wounded, so he, well, he really wasn't very jukey to get out of the way. <laughs> he was shot in the wrist. Oh, then, that's not even being shot. What kind of candy ass some bitch? Within a Who minute, shot in the wrist. Look at me. You know how many times I've been shot in the hand, arm, and legs and thighs? Never. More than fifty cent. I ain't. You ain't never seen me. I don't even go to the emergency room. Somebody shoots me in the wrist. Oh, no it's twenty five cent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm seventy five cent. I've been shot more than him. Seventy five cent. I got shot with a. I got shot with a damn industrial nail gun, Timmy. Yeah. In the back of yeah. my calf. They ain't got sh- they crash ain't got shit on <laughs> Went all the way into my damn calf bone. Within a minute of the raid starting, <laughs> Branch Davidian Wayne Martin called emergency services, pleading for them to stop shooting. The resident <laughs> he asked. He had an ingrown testicle as a child. The, Who's that? As, <laughs> as a child. <laughs> the resident asked for a ceasefire, and the audio tape what was recording. What was that guy that we did? I had the one ball. <laughs> one ball, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> He liked good time, Timmy. One ball, Charlie. <laughs> the resident asked for a ceasefire, and audio tapes record him saying, here they come again, and, and that's them shooting. That's not us. On the east side of the compound, agents climbed onto the roof to reach Koresh's room and the arms storage. On the west slope of the roof, three agents reached Koresh's window and were crouching beside it when they came under fire. One agent was killed and another wounded. The third, agent, the third agent scampered over the peak of the roof and joined other agents attempting to enter the arms room. The window was smashed, a flashbang stun grenade thrown in, and three agents entered the arms room. When another tried to follow them, a hail of bullets penetrated the wall and wounded him, but he was able to reach a ladder to safety. An agent fired his shotgun at Branch Davidian. Something penetrated him? Let me say this: When the ATF comes at you, you you kill a couple of their a couple of their agents. No siege is going to end well. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. they get it's pissed. Yeah, they don't take that shit kindly. Uh, let's see. An agent fired a shotgun at Branch Davidians who were shooting at him until he was hit in the head and killed. Inside the arms room, the agents killed a Branch Davidian gunman and discovered a cache of weapons, but then came under heavy fire and were wounded. An agent outside provided them with covering fire for their escape, but was shot and killed instantly. Mm. Dozens of ATF... That means right away, Brandy. Instantly. It's like Thank coffee. You. Wait a minute. Is this like the apocalypse? <laughs> so let's not. <laughs> Just like it. Uh, dozens of ATF agents took cover and exchanged fire with the Branch I knew Davidians. who Cyrus the Great was. Yeah, you did. Uh, the exchange of fire continued, but 45 minutes into the raid, the gunfire began to slow down as agents began to run low on ammo. The McLennan County Sheriff's Department contacted the ATF and no- negotiated a ceasefire. Yeah, that's when you negotiate a ceasefire when you're low on ammo. Right. <laughs> yeah, time out. <laughs> time out. It's like the guy at second base. Uh, just, 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 just a minute here. The Branch Davidians allowed the ATF dead and wounded to be evacuated and held their fire during the ATF retreat. You done? What happens now? Yeah, Charles, tell us now. Okay, we, we're, we're in a siege. Well, my damn watch uh, broke, it's Timmy. A siege. I know, but Waco. we got a problem here, Timmy. And you know who the attorney general was during the siege? Janet Reno. Attractive young lady. <laughs> she was not. Who had a very large breast, if I recall. She had massive, massive breasts. And Timmy. she wore support hose, if I remember correctly. <laughs> she did. I believe remember she was. Remember Dana Carvey used to play her on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah. Well, so did uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> I believe she was a lesbian. 
Well, that's nothing wrong with that, but she was, no, she but was I believe attorney general. She did not come out as a lesbian. All right, continue. I didn't know she had okay, to. so we're in the siege here, okay? She probably knew about the clit. <laughs> it was she season. probably knew more than both of you put together. <laughs> oh, we know about the clit. You know oh, shit we, from apple butter. Oh, we know, Timmy. We know the clit. We, yeah. You yeah. two know shit from apple butter. We are intimately familiar butter. with the clit. Mm. We're clitologists. <laughs> I'm a licensed clitologist. <laughs> I'm an amateur. I can draw you. Colonel's already drawn pictures. So he, so yeah. he's eligible for the Olympics. While you yeah. clearly are not. I actually won a silver in the Clit Olympics. I got beat by another woman. It's but the Clit Olympics. I got, I, Clit Olympics. I got beat by an Eastern German. <laughs> Fucking East Russians. Goddamn East German judge. I deserve a ten. And she gave me an eight point five. Wow. Fucking good time, Timmy. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was just, it was your landing, Timmy. <laughs> my dismount. You didn't stick the landing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dismount was weak on that one. <laughs> I love that, like, the Olympics or the the uh, ice skating when you get judged on your music. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, no, and, and this is another thing. I mean, thing. it's not a sport if they're judging you on your music. <laughs> Nothing's a sport if they're judging you. If something goes in the basket, goes over the wall, and you get a if you get a point for something that's objective, I was hoping we could get off topic again. It's a sport, right? No. Otherwise, it's a well, fucking wait, hobby. Let me Ice tell you skating, something. Wait a minute, swim. wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not it's not a sport if you can smoke and drink while you're doing it, right? Yeah, golf and that's sport. the only time golf it's, not. it's like no bowling. No, no ice skating ain't no damn sport. You're full of shit. You couldn't do it. Speed skating is a sport. I want you to know I can do a triple cow south. <laughs> well, that's not what it's called, yeah, but okay. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's how you described her, Timmy. <laughs> I can do a triple cow south. That's sow. not a move you did it's, on skates. It's, it's how you described one of your a sow late cow, night you fucking savage. <laughs> Timmy. You no, fucking I wanted, savage. No, I wanted to bang as Michelle Kwan. Of she course was, you did. Uh, That's so racist. Uh, no, uh, uh, who was Christy that? Yamaguchi. Oh, Christy Yamaguchi. See, there Christy you go Yamaguchi. again. Oh, he's got to get... Can't bang up. Nancy Hardigan or Tanya... Kerrigan. Uh, what about Tanya, Tanya Harding. Harding? Oh, you know oh, she'd be wild and bad. Did you see but I'd be afraid she'd tape. beat me with did shit. You see that? Did you see that, her on that tape where she's holding her husband's spunk in her hands? No. That's disgusting. What's your fucking hands? Makes me want to we go know and how use you feel about goo in your hands, Timmy. The goo should not be in the hands. <laughs> Unless you're rubbing the clit, then it's acceptable. But that's that's different kinds of goo. Well, right, you got the female goo and, God. The, man, and the man goo, and they got for the, the super love goo. Of all, <laughs> they got super goo, Timmy. For the love of all that's good and holy, could you please tell me what happened? I tell you next? what, I had a warm and squirt on me one time. Oh, and, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and that shit should be outlawed. <laughs> That shit. That, that shit. That shit. Oh, fuck. That should not. That's, that's a law against nature right there. That's a crime against humanity. Did she hand you safety glasses before you well, went down you've got, you've got to tell someone. It's I like am it, fucking done. It's like if you, hey, it's like you're, it's like you're going down with someone who has, who has epilepsy. You should tell them. You know, you, you owe that to your partner. Tell them. Oh, man. It was, it was gross. Was it like a fire hose knocking across the room? I felt like I need, like, little windshield wipers on my glasses. Oh, my God. Did you have your little glasses that come together in the front? Say, when you go down on somebody, you wearing your glasses. Well, I, from now on, I do. 
Well, they should tell you. That's all I'm saying. It's like being, if, 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 if an epileptic should never, tell you they're going to have a seizure. Maybe she'd never done it before you. Well, probably. That's probably true. <laughs> See? <laughs> you made an honest I'm woman. I'm so done. I'm so done. <laughs> you made an honest woman squirt to me. <laughs> I'm so done. You know, it's not something I'm proud of. <laughs> Just happens. Everywhere I go, women want to kiss me right under my mouth. So it's, it's, I, you know, I can't help it. I'm only human. It's good time to me. I swear to Christ, Look I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking. All I'm picturing. I'm gonna put bacon grease all over good time, Timmy. All I'm picturing in my head is Timmy down there with his glasses get, that come in the front, and then will your face get burned the by the? You know, your face ever get burned by thigh the thighs? No, that's a real. That's a real it, it, never, cause a, it can cause a skin condition. Ain't never been with a bitch with hairy thighs. No, me. they're rubbing them. They're, they rub their thighs against your face so tightly it can it can cause Dude, you know, structural you damage grow, no, to your face. Structural <laughs> damage. Yeah, that's why you grow a beard. They don't want no part of that prickly stuff against your, the inside your of your cheeks, thighs. Your cheekbones can be damaged. Mm-hmm. No, no I, they can't. You no, get, oh, they can't. <clears throat> you no. get a beard, you ain't got to worry you about. Ever, none you, of you've that. never had a, a sprained cheek before. I have. <laughs> You know, is it Andy Voli? Voli? Mm-hmm. He's got a beard. Yeah. Oh, that's a beard. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even be able. I what does that have to do with anything? That's <laughs> yeah. out of context. We're talking about beards. Yeah. That's nothing to beards. do with David Caress. Just stay on point. Really? <laughs> yeah. Try to stay on here. You know what? Please continue, Colonel. Just because you set some girl off like a fucking fire hydrant. <laughs> that I'm getting off topic because you started talking about beards. I cannot handle this shit. I am on the edge of well, fucking stabbing the both of you in the fucking face with a screwdriver. I shouldn't went for the, See, the problem was, Colonel, you got to be careful when you're rubbing the clit. Cause you, know, you do. Yeah. You it, do, because you can get them overexcited. Exactly, and then they, go and then into, they squirt on you. Well, they get hysterical, yeah. Timmy. Yeah. I, mean, I bet she just hysterics. peed on you. <laughs> I bet that's all it was. You probably got a golden shower. That's why your eyes burned. <laughs> oh, it burned. Continue, Colonel. This is it didn't stop you, clearly. <laughs> Because you're a professional and you got to finish. Well, he is the Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle played hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, so, you so he's playing. Up, you run in, you know. So he's playing blind. <laughs> well, can you yeah. wait a minute? Here, here. Can you picture it with his glasses all wampajawed? <laughs> I don't use my glasses. He's feeling I, I around. I wear glasses, pretty- but you should use some protective eye gear when you're down there. If the, if the woman is scoring, she needs to tell you she has an obligation to lay that out on the table if she's epileptic. Or if she asks, no, nobody see, is epileptic. <laughs> epileptic. See, I considered epilepsy a pleasant surprise. <laughs> nobody I mean, is epileptic. I mean, or she's a squirter. She she has an obligation to tell you. Don't you believe that's the case? If you were a squirter, wouldn't you want Dave to know before he takes well, I his think life? You would know if she. Yeah, was, I think. Yeah, he would. If know. he was doing it right, he would well, know. That's I mean, the point. You, I mean, you have an obligation as the squirter to inform the squirtee that you might be squirting. He learned this in law school, right? Yeah, it's the third year. Do you yeah. wait a minute? Do you announce every time you're getting ready to squirt? Actually, yeah. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Oh, I, I you. So, that's one g- girl I dated. She was oh good. Her, she her, perfect. Her, her quote was always, "Not in the hair, not in the hair." Oh, I know. <laughs> what what makes them think that we're aiming for the hair? I, I or really for mean, anything I for don't that aim. matter. I don't aim. 
No, the, you know what I get. I don't think she takes the court. Get off but, my but, hair. But but at least I don't you know squirt in their eyes. Well, <laughs> maybe sometimes I do. But but they're well, not the angry. So pirate. for you. <laughs> Nature can take its course, but for her, it's a difference. I'm a much, I'm much closer. I doubt it. You can't get any closer than what I get. Well, but if she without being behind her, but if she's <laughs> without having your head completely up in there, yeah. without but if being she's in the birth canal, she, you know, she if she's down there and you decide to go, you know, you're deciding to let loose. I mean, you know. So she's just as in yeah, much danger in as you eye, are. But see, in fairness, if it gets in her eyes at that point, that, that's her fault. Then well, it, maybe it's Timmy's fault. No, no. because no, because it's stuff, she's a squirter. All guys she, are squirters, yeah. but not all women are. And the women right. have an obligation as a squirter to inform the squirt. Let me tell you something. You thing. should just be happy that there is some girl <laughs> letting you do that to her. It's Instead a known of fact, bitching about it. He's got a known fact. I it's doubt it. It's a known it. fact that men ejaculate at only approximately 18 miles an hour. It only leaves your penis at 18 miles an hour. Yeah. That's, not, about a, that. that's not a health threat to <laughs> anybody. That's a known fact. That's not a health threat. Oh, this one. But I mean, it was like 145 yeah, miles an hour. It was hour. like the Selma fire hoses they turned it on was, people. How do you know what his I mean, squirting <laughs> experience was like? <laughs> if, it, if, if if there was a... Timmy uh, came in the... the if the there one, was a cop, she would have got a speeding cut. ticket for her squirt. <laughs> Were you, you standing out there with... Wait, I had, you had you a radar gun. radar gun. Yeah. <laughs> he had a power washer's toilet. I'm just saying, if a woman is a squirter, she needs to give the guy a heads up. That's all I'm saying. That's only fair, right? Am I, I right? believe it's only fair. Okay, can we but get? A, I do believe that you can we don't have get to get on with this. I believe that, and, and for our epileptic friends there, I believe that's just a pleasant surprise. I think I'm doing a good job. So you were banging someone who may have seizures. You have no problem with that. Well, hell yeah, you get that seizure thing going on, and it's like. Well, rrr, see, rrr, I never rrr, know rrr, if they're rrr, having rrr. seizures or storgasms. I never know. Well, I can't, I don't do well I in yet. your case, it's probably seizures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to turn strobe lights on just to get it going. But, you know, it's uh, so you test it. It's just, it's just a pleasant surprise. That's what I look at. Right. It's a bonus. All right. Back to David Koresh. This okay. Brandy's being silly. Yeah. Now, come on, Devil. Try not to interrupt me here so I can finish my part. Okay? Mm-hmm. You think you Jason can do that? Jason Dykes did a lot of work on yeah. this. And you're talking about all this nonsense. Jesus Christ. Now, Jason... I'm going to try to bring some life to your script. Just well, get like I the do fuck Tim. on with it then. No. Get the fuck on with it. I'm getting into... No, you're not. You're yammering. I'm like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. You're not like would that you, at all. Would you scream at Marlon Brando? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she would. If he, if he was fucking up the start <laughs> of my that weekend, you're you goddamn right Teresa I would. Over there. Hurry it up, whore. Those, those hungry people, they ain't, they're going to be dead next week anyway. Just get the fuck out of my way. So, all right, here we go, Timmy. We're at the siege, Would you Timmy. bang a leopard? Oh, yeah, I would. All right. Oh, yeah. Just want to get that on the record. I would like to also put on the record that Brandy is dipping into Jif peanut butter as we speak. Yeah. That's how much respect she has for our audience. Maybe that'll keep her quiet. Yeah, maybe that peanut butter will make it stick to her lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put some on your nose and let you lick it off. <laughs> Now, for the siege, yes, four ATF agents, Steve Willis, Robert Williams, Todd McKeehan, and Char- Conway Charles LeBlue, 
were killed during the raid. Another 16 were wounded. The five Branch Davidians killed in the raid were Winston Blake. He was a British guy. Peter Gent. He's an he Aussie. Knew, I wonder if he knew uh, Lady Beverly. I do not know. Pete Gent was an Aussie. Peter Hipsman. He was killed. Perry Jones and J. Dean Wendell. Now, outside the complex, the FBI assembled the largest force. Was Perry Jones Koresh's father-in-law? Do not know. <clears throat> well, he married two of his daughters. Well, that's what I'm wondering. No, I don't know. Is that their dad? No, I just Jones is a pretty common name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the United yeah. States. I'm John, just asking. It's like John Q. Public. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> John Doe. You motherfuckers. I swear to God. <laughs> just eat your just eat your peanut butter. Eat your peanut well, butter, let, look pretty, and let, and let the men do the real uh, heavy lifting. Uh, let, yeah. Let the colonel do the. Well, when they get here, let me let bring me this know. to life, okay? Yeah. Now, outside of the Mount Carmel complex, the FBI assembled Timmy, the largest force ever gathered against a civilian suspect Fuck in American history. These some bitches had 12 tanks, four combat engineering vehicles, overkill. 674 agents, 15 Army personnel, 13 members of the Texas National Guard, 31 Texas Rangers, including Chuck Norris. All they needed was one Chuck Norris. Officers I from the Texas there, Department of Public Pubic Safety. What's the guy that's a sheriff? He's an actor and he's also a sheriff. Steven Skull? Yeah, I wonder if he was there. No, he wasn't there. But all they needed was one Chuck Norris. Oh. Everybody else was overkill. Were there any Black Hawk helicopters? Probably. No. They, I mean, they bring in a lot of resources for that. There were 17 was, from the McLean, McLennan County it. Sheriff's Department. Yeah, basically, <clears> they did. And 18 Waco, 899 law enforcement officials there, Timmy. Now, in the first few days, FBI believed that they had made a breakthrough and they negotiated with Koresh. Are you going to let me get through this? I just wonder if they had tasers. I'm sure. I don't know if the motherfuckers had tasers. They could have had swords. They could have had goddamn bows and motherfucking arrows. I do not know. It's a fair question. Good time Timmy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers. okay. They could have been hurling fucking rocks over with a catapult. I was not. (laughs) I said he was okay with me talking about clitorises. Well, because it's a new subject for him. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. He has drawn pictures of clitorises before. He oh, yes. Yeah, so I, anatomically <laughs> correct. I forgot. He does good work. I'm going to say he does good work. Yeah. You got the, he did the furry stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful when I wiped my ass with it later. <laughs> you need to post that picture again, Colonel. That was very, uh, for our listeners, so that they, they I would know. do. I meant to send that to Brittany, and I need to send that off to her. Yeah. Now, in the first few days, Timmy, now this is where it gets really ugly here. Okay, what happened? That FBI I believe they had made a breakthrough when they negotiated with correction agreement that the Branch Davidians would peacefully leave the compound in return for a message recorded by Koresh being broadcast on national radio. That the seems, broadcast was made. That seems fair. But Kresh then told the negotiators God had told him to wait in the building. Mm. See, that using that God card, See, that's that, some no, bullshit that's, right you know, there. I'm telling I you, God should just leave well enough alone with, let should? the ATF handle it instead of, you know, giving uh, Dave Kresh all these well, maybe, things. Well, maybe God wanted him in one spot so they could get him. Well, negotiators managed to facilitate the release of 19 children aging in age of uh, 5 to 12, month, 12, 12 years old without their parents. But 98 of these fools remained in the building. Now, during the siege, the FBI sent a video camera to the Branch Davidians. In the videotape made by Koresh's followers, Koresh introduced his children and his wives, including several minors who claimed to have had babies fathered by Koresh. This did not go over well. 
The Branch Davidians sent out the videotape to show the FBI there were no hostages, but in fact everyone seemingly was staying inside on their own free will. When the tape was reviewed, there was concern that the tapes released to the media would gain sympathy for Koresh and the Branch Davidians. As the siege continued, Koresh negotiated more time so he could write religious documents, which he said needed to be completed. His His conversations, dense with biblical imagery, alienated federal negotiators who were primarily atheists and heathens. And they treated the situation as a hostage crisis. No, they could have been Christians. I don't know. As the siege wore on, two factions developed within the FBI. One believing in negotiations, the other believing in the sunbit burning the goddamn thing to the whole ground. Increasingly aggressive techniques were used to try to force the Davidians out. Sleep deprivation. They cut off the electricity. They cut off the water. They cut off the phone. That's what they did with Manuel Noriega in Panama. Remember they played like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. music on loudspeakers? Loud. Yeah. Now, during the siege, a number of scholars who study apocalypticism in religious groups attempted to uh, persuade... Excuse me, Brandy. Was that the right pronunciation of that word? Uh, no. Apocalypticism? All right, continue. Yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was, Daniel motherfucking Webster. I believe <laughs> I got that right, all right? So, during the siege, a number of scholars who study apocalypticism... In religious groups attempted to persuade the FBI that the siege tactics being used by the agents would only reinforce the impression with the Davidians that they were part of a biblical end times confrontation that had cosmic significance. Yeah, that's what we're saying. It kind of fed into their uh, whole philosophy of uh, end of days. The FBI called in religious experts to negotiate with Koresh. The negotiators urged the FBI to be patient. Koresh was asking for more time to complete his religious manifesto. The negotiators... Do you have a religious manifesto, Colonel? I do, Timmy. It's okay. in a safe that will be released uh, upon within at 50 years after my untimely demise, Timmy. After your demise. Mm-hmm. So 50 years. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, well, you won't be alive for that. <clears throat> the negotiators stated... Your comments on that, Brandy? God willing and the creek don't rise. The negotiators stated that they believed Koresh would have finished the manuscript within two day, two weeks. The FBI said, I'll give you three days, motherfucker. That's all you get. It's like dealing with the people with student loans or some shit, you know. <laughs> oh, if you just give me two weeks, you know, no, motherfucker, you got three days. So, by the, your pockets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. By the, <laughs> by the morning of April 19th, holding Koresh responsible for the deaths of four ATF agents and feeling pressure to bring the standoff to an end, the FBI moved in on Sunday, April 19th, 1993. Loudspeakers were used to tell the Davidians that there were no, there will be no armed assault and to ask them not to fire on the vehicles. Uh, man, that, that, see, that's a, that was a lie. It was about 6 p.m. The FBI surveillance tapes from the devices planted in the wall in the building recorded a man inside the compound saying, Everybody wake up. Let's start to pray. Then, Pablo, have you poured it yet? In the hallway, things are poured, right? Now, after knocking holes in the main building, something the colonel does, that's a euphemism for what the colonel does sometimes on the weekends, knocking holes in the main building. Mrs. Mrs. Colonel's the main building. Oh, yeah, she does. She is structured to me. But anyway, FBI agents launched a brick house. Four. Ow! 
house, you oh. <laughs> house. house. Okay, you you started that one. Yeah, you did. You walked into that, Brandy. So anyway, trying to get out all worked out. Um, after knocking holes, the FBI launched four hundred tear gas canisters inside, and much like the Colonel's Friday night, walls were rammed. Sending <laughs> sending huge chunks of concrete crashing down on those huddled inside. At 7.23 a.m., surveillance taped recording a man, a male Davidian, saying, the fuel has to go all around to get started. Then the second male says, well, there are two cans here if that's poured soon. Right. So now, the, the implication is they were going to burn. The they place were going to down. burn the place. Right. To, and so burn, baby, that, burn that the uh, video inferno. that gave the ATF a, a, a justification for the raid. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now from she's mighty mighty just letting it all hang out. Ow! She's a brick. And and here Ow. we got lady sack and that's a fact. Ain't holding nothing back. Oh. Chicka down, chicka down, chicka down, chicka down, chicka down, chicka down. Okay. <laughs> Fuckers. Now, from from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., a series of remarks such as, we didn't start the fire. Oh, do not sing that song. You don't know it. You'll go blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. JFK something (laughs) say. JFK didn't know what to say. Um, Anyway, (laughs) one of the the remarks was, I want a fire and keep that fire going. Do you think I could light this soon? Now, he could have been holding a spliff. Nobody really knows for sure. That's been argued. Right, but the but it indicates was, that they were right. going to start fire around the complex. Right now, surviving branch Davidians testified that Coleman fuel had been poured, and fire experts in John Danford's 2000 report that people inside the complex had started multiple accelerated fires. An accelerated fire devil is when you put something that speeds up the fire. So are you are you talking to me? Because I quit listening. So get well, through your we're, shit. We're just trying to tell you. Try, I'm just trying right? to tell if you. you get through your fucking shit. You can shit. learn something. I don't need. If you ever learn from it, you, if you were ever turning into a lesbian, you would know all, all about the All I can learn from you here. is spitting shit out. <laughs> okay. Have you ever learned anything when from you, Chuck? No. No, from our podcast. Have you learned about from Chuck? No. About Clitorius today. <laughs> Clitorius, <laughs> Clitorius, leader of Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have I have said body part, so I'm I'm pretty familiar with it. Like I got that. Yeah. So but and, and you and will, and you will, will you confirm that what I say is correct? First of all, that is you are just weirding me out, so I would really <laughs> rather not confirm or deny what you say is correct. Okay, so she's basically saying I was right. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard her say yeah, to me. Thank, You're right to me. Thank thank you for your uh uh, uh for, for for her feedback. Thank you for uh, confirming what we already yeah. know. That well, we is already that, knew, yeah. Uh, Did Timmy's a clitoral expert? Yeah. I'm a clitoriologist. <laughs> At around noon, three fires broke out. I went to all the classes. Not <laughs> yeah, not just, yeah, he's not a situational clitoral man. <laughs> right. He's a all full-time. Yeah. He's all clitoris oh all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comprehensive clitoriologist. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, at around noon, I'm on Yelp. <clears throat> three fires. <laughs> You're on Yelp. <laughs> I am. I'm going to look up clitoral <laughs> manipulation on your phone there, devil. I'm, See if you get five I'm sure stars. it's not the first time. I am time not. <laughs> it's oh, a shit. favorite. <laughs> 
Continue. <laughs> she didn't even got to look it up. She got a fucking one of those little desk She's got the ad. Cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Are we? Are That's we ready? You pay for you know. It's, it's <laughs> not free. You know what? This is why we can't get a fucking potty because <laughs> of you two. So can we get on with this shit, please? <laughs> okay. Sorry, we're trying to be serious here. Would you just pay yeah, attention Jason to put a lot of work in this? Yeah, thing. devil. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now, really, the people inside said that inside the complex said that there had been accelerated fires. Now we just went over that with you. Did you remember what I was talking about? At around noon, three fires broke out almost simultaneously. That means at the same time, devil. Yeah. In different parts of the building. That means in different parts of the building, devil. <laughs> and it spread quickly. I like, like how he breaks it down. Yeah. And it spread quickly. He's an educator. Hmm? And, devil, it spread quickly, much like your legs on prom night. <laughs> so... Only nine people. I thought that was a good one, Timmy. <laughs> I don't think she did. Spread quickly like your legs on prom night, girl. I don't know what your prom night was like. How was your prom? How was your prom? Who did you go with? Landon. Did you go with? Did you go to the prom? Yeah. We seen pictures of her. Yeah, yeah. I know. We did, I went, I went what was prom. your date's name? First name? Rodney. All right. Was he on? He was my boyfriend at the time. Did you guys do it after did prom? Did you do the dirty? Look. This is a simple question, yes or I, no. This is all I care about right now. <laughs> you oh, yeah, have she did. two pages she, she left. She banged him. She banged You know she did. The way she, she did. If she didn't, she would have been like, no, I would did right. not banged after prom. You have so. two pages left. No, I've only got one sentence left. I bet they here. were in back of a Vega. Is there another, <laughs> is there another a gremlin page? <laughs> 74 gremlin. <laughs> a gremlin. First of all, I did not date anybody that drove that, a gremlin. I don't even think gremlins were around by the time she was in high school. <laughs> no, that's right. All of them had fallen off she, the road. Yeah, she's, she's a little younger than us, I guess. Oh, oh, yes, I'm a lot younger than you, actually. <laughs> Only nine people left the building that's during the fire. why you don't know about the clitoris. Yeah. Once you've got some experience, then you'll be you'll be wise like the colonel. And I. Yeah. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be wise in the ways of love yeah. like the colonel. And I. <laughs> love masters. Yeah. Ugh. We, we, we got our black belts in love, devil. <laughs> so only pe only nine people left the building during the fire because apparently these people was a little bit slow with it too. So re the remaining Davidians, including the children, were either buried by rubble, Jesus Christ, or suffocated by yeah. the effects of the fire or yeah, shot. According to the FBI, Steve Schneider shot and killed Koresh. Footage of the blaze was broadcast live by television crews, and all 76 Branch Davidians died, and nine survived the fire on April 19th. Autopsy records also indicate that at least 20 were shot, including five children under the age of 14. Um, there's controversy over who did that shooting. Um, Three-year-old Dalen Gimp was stabbed in the chest. A large concentration of bodies, weapons, and ammunition was found in the bunker. Unless it were deliberately set, the probability of three fires starting almost simultaneously, that's at the same time, devil, was highly unlikely. That means highly unlikely is mean not probable. According to fire You're experts. You're adding all these extra words that I'm not yeah. listening to. Also, some of the surviving Davidians' clothing showed evidence of lighter fluid and other accelerants. Hmm. Accelerants speed things up, devil. 
Still, there are many suggestions in print and on the internet that what happened at Waco was the result of a government conspiracy, Timmy. Hmm. On the second anniversary of the Waco fire, the Alfred P. Murrah building in Oklahoma was blown up, killing 168 people, partially in protest of the governmental action against yeah. the Branch Davidians. Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh did it. Um, he got the he was got pro- the he gas. Was pro- yeah, he was protesting there at the mm-hmm. at the uh, compound there, and we go yeah. during the siege. So it's all over. But um, the FBI still, I believe, maintains that they did not fire a shot during that thing. So all the shootings came from, from inside. From inside, uh, according to the FBI. According yeah, to the FBI, you know, that's one of the things. Who do you believe? And, I, and you know, it's probably, yeah, because we don't have. But it's you probably know. a little bit of both. I would imagine it's probably, you know. I can't. Well, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's you know, to me, it, it's always been because once that fire started, yeah, it's chaos. There was really no reason for the FBI to be shooting unless they heard everybody was inside well, the middle of the compound. Yeah, and you're on edge. I mean, you know, you got no. I can see the FBI you got, actually. You got shooting. some of your fellow agents have been murdered. I mean, killed. So naturally, you're going to be on edge when shit goes down. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, there's. There's one side that says the government acted recklessly, and there's the other side that says this was all all the. This is another much like Ruby Ridge. Yeah, sort of, um, yeah. But but I think this is what I've always believed about that is these people are all concentrated on the inside. Mm-hmm. So now I don't do not believe the FBI's version that they never fired a shot during mm-hmm. this last part of the siege. Um, but because I believe they did, I don't believe they shot anybody because everybody was inside the middle of the compound. Mm-hmm. So it would have been hard for him to shoot him. So you um, you think it, it was all done from the inside? I, yeah, I think okay. the the people who were shot were shot by all the Davidians, but I don't believe the FBI story that they did not fire a shot. Gotcha. Um, nine nine Davidians were sentenced to jail. All were out as of 2007, and nine who escaped. That is Jason's telling of the branch davidians we have see, probably ruined it i can see this is why we get one star reviews um because the devil wants to go on about you know her nonsense prom yes. and whatnot yes we're brandy. trying to educate people about clitoral regions and yeah, what's a public service brandy your final thoughts on religious leader david koresh i do not like him okay that's fair colonel your final thoughts on david koresh um cult brandy yes or no yes cult i called a cult okay. I, I i call cult okay i'm going to be open-minded and say it was a religious sect like our friend jason because oh, yeah. he's a very wise man and i always try to listen to jason he knows about the clitoris as well i might add um how do you know brandy <laughs> we share notes brandy yes uh, would you like to tell us? Uh, would you like to thank our Patreon supporters, those who give their hard-earned money so that we can pro- provide you such quality, quality, quality programming? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold thank on. You. Let me find my new name because Chuck threw papers it's at John. me and covered up John. my shit. It's John. It's John. Yeah. I okay. got that. It's written okay. down right there. Okay. So Brandy is going to thank all of you. Who I would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters today. We're going to start with rude. John. He's new. Cutting me off like that. Daniel and Kimberly Bassett. Jen <laughs> Moyer and David Hill. Tommy Lane. Jason Dykes. Shelly Garrett. Rude Bridget Clavy. Brandy McBride. Maggie Glover. Talk Lorna right Violet. Andrea Odell. Janelyn. Like Janelyn. 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 I said Janelyn. Yes, Janelyn. Very lovely. For the 18th time, it's Janelyn. Jim Seabright, 
Michael Deo, Russ Deo. Charlotte, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, She'll Joseph Kerr, right Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown of the Pleasing Terrors podcast. Which is an awesome podcast, by the way. Check it out on iTunes, Pleasing Terrors. Yes. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Joe Hopkins of the Now American History podcast. Another great American History podcast. They tie in what's happening today in current events with American History. Check out Now American podcast. Becky Omelet, Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, Caitlin Campbell, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cambron, Elise Edrington, uh, Diane Student from the History Goes History Bump Goes podcast. Bump. Another excellent yeah. podcast, History Goes Bump. Check it out on available on iTunes. Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara Lopes, uh, Alicia and Chip. Jeff and Don Chestnut, who are both um, starting their podcast. own podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. The one is called Backroads to History, mm-hmm. and the other one is Poems by Jeff, and we can't yep. wait till those are available. They're not available quite yet, but they will be yep. soon. Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, who decided to make herself known again. We are very yeah. happy. You know what? That Somebody's she is getting back. Shirley's goddamn phone number. I got it. I, oh, did you? I, I called her. Because love, I'm sick and tired of this. I go up to Canada. They search me. They detain me. We I'm just looking for a squirrel. Shirley and, uh, but we she's were okay. worried about Shirley. And, and you know the squirrels are black up in Canada. Uh, okay. No, uh, they are. It's okay. crazy. Don't, I've seen them. The squirrels are black. I don't care. It's uh, disturbing. Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, uh, the cast of Canadian True Crime. An excellent, another excellent podcast. Christy. Charlie and Allie from the Insight, Insight Podcast. And they just started Insight Junior. They yes, did. Yes, they did. Uh, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, uh, the cast of They Walk Among Us. Rosanna best, and Ben. The best podcast <clears throat> out there. Also, uh, Rosanna's brother Ricky has a podcast. Squirm called squirm it's very very funny ricky is you know he's the funniest guy i've ever yeah. heard in podcast and the colonel has an episode on there or two episodes you do i got two fucker. i got well my mine tend to go a little yeah you talk a lot all right brandy continue stacy christine <clears throat> Hauer, cheryl weldon and the world's most dangerous canine rudy the wonder dog okay brandy thank you for those uh, lovely shout outs to our patreon supporters do you have any final thoughts of today, Randy? Ready? I do not. Are you ready for your weekend to be to, uh, commence? I am. All right. Uh, any any special messages to our listeners out there? Would you like for them to come to DweebCon this year? I would love for them to come to DweebCon this year. When is DweebCon, Brandon? Uh, it is October 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's going to be in Cincinnati, clearly. That's where everybody voted for. We have an official... Um, an official hotel where everybody's going to get a group rate and we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. And there is a, um, sure, there will be debauchery, Timmy. There'll be boobs. There's a thread on our page that's specifically for that. So if and you go I, to our page, it's DweebCon 2017. A, I, I wasn't going to announce <clears throat> this yet, but as a special treat to those who attend, uh, the, uh, DweebCon, uh, I'm going to give a special class on, Clitology. I will be sitting in the front row, Timmy. 
Thank you, unless you unless you're doing it to a squirter, then it's gonna be like a Gallagher comedy show, and I'm gonna be in the back row. I'm gonna have goggles. a Rango. Yeah. Okay. okay, so so we've got that going. So yeah, everybody, I think there's, we're gonna get some T-shirts together. It's gonna be yeah, a really it's gonna good be a lot time. of fun. Yeah, if you have ideas, um, shoot them over to Dominique because she is very uh, flexible. Yeah, and Dominique she loves Wagner. other other. She loves ideas. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's very open. <laughs> she's very open to other people's she, opinions. Yes, she is. Um, yeah. uh, but if you want more information, come to our Facebook group. Uh, join our Facebook group. It's History Dweebs, the podcast, available on, on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at History Dweebs 1. You can also follow Brandy on Twitter, Twitter at uh, Brandy Vinay. Mm-hmm. That's Brandy V-E-N-N-A. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah, follow... Yeah, I don't tweet, though, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. I don't really I read them. tweets, but I'm Hawk Walters. Um, and you know what they're going to put us on here soon, Timmy? What's that? Clitter. Yeah, Clitter. We're going to be on Clitter, Brandy. What do you yeah. think about that? Your thoughts, if any. Your thoughts on being on Clitter. Brandy, I, how are you, if at all? I just, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you again next time on History Tweets. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.